teams that could surprise others that could flop in a former offensive rookie of the year once back in the league. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, NFL fans, and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. And be sure to subscribe on YouTube or follow wherever you get your podcasts for daily NFL content that you're not going to get anywhere else here with the Locked On Podcast Network. And we've got a big show for you today, starting with some teams, Tony, Mm. that could impress that could surprise, that could make a playoff run that we don't necessarily see coming or that most that aren't predicting uh, could make a playoff run this season. I think it's going to be fun to try to figure this out because every Mm -hmm. single year, regardless of uh, whether your team is good or bad, every single year there are always these teams that come out of nowhere. The Bengals did it last year, of course. Um, And if you did told someone at the beginning of the season it was going to happen, folks would have thought you were crazy and you needed to be institutionalized. So it's going to be fun to see who you come up with and who I come up with in the teams that could impress or flop category. Yeah, and we'll get to the flops as well in in the second segment, and that's going to make people probably as mad as anything if you're a fan of those teams. Um, It's it's interesting. I'm going to go out uh, on a limb here uh, and start with one that, honestly is is in a a similar position to where the Bengals were a year ago and they have a young quarterback in his second season they were aggressive in free agency the past couple of years they have a young coach young head coach um and they only won four games last year and are we sure the new york jets aren't going to end up being the second best team in the afc east I get it. The Miami Dolphins, they have a, you know, a ton of talent. I understand it. And the Buffalo Bills are clearly the best team in the East. But is there a pathway for the Jets? You know, I loved what they did in the draft. You get a Garrett Wilson. You get uh, a Breeze Hall. You bolster that defense. You go out and get C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin in free agency. I don't know, man. I think there's a decent amount of weapons around a, a guy like Zach Wilson, who, to me, has talent. It's not like he doesn't have talent. So... The Jets are a team that I would put on this, you know, where I don't know how bullish I am on them, but I think they could be better than people anticipate this season. You got to go back and watch my face when you were saying second-year team, uh, well, second-year quarterback, aggressive in free agency two years. I thought thought I was talking about Jacksonville. I thought you were talking about the team with the banner that's behind my shoulder right now. I absolutely thought. And – So let me get to the Jets real quick. You asked a great question. Could the Jets find themselves basically challenging for the NFC, the AFC East? Sure they could. But but here's one thing that the the Bills had that the Jets didn't have. When the Patriots were running that division and it was clear, I don't care who the Bills coach was, Buffalo fans always, and they they always played like they thought they were going to beat New England. They, Mm. I mean, those games would be, Orchard Park, you know, is nothing to be playing around with. You know what I'm saying? So No, it's not. I just 
don't know if the Jets believe that they could beat the Patriots. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's like the big brother thing. Can, can you do it? Can you – Michigan, Ohio State, can y'all really beat them? They did this year. But you know what I'm saying. It's like you lose so much. That's just the extra hurdle for you to overcome. And, oh, by the way, now Buffalo is, like, legitimately really, really good. So that's a hard game too. And then Miami. Miami's, you know, they ain't no slouch. So it's like – and then depending on what time of year you got to go down there, hopefully you have to go down there in December when you ain't used to the heat. So – or – go down there in September, whatever, whenever they play them. So I think you're on to something with the Jets. I just don't know if it's going to be as easy as it could have been, unless one of those teams do what the Baltimore Ravens did last year and get injured and have a whole, have just like a Murphy's law of bad things happen. Mm -hmm. The Jets are going to have a hard, hard time in that East unless they're just that much better than everyone else. Yeah. It, no, it's, Improbable, right? It's hard to, to fathom, but I'm trying to come up with a team mm -hmm. that fits that mold, right? That would really surprise people. And I think that's one. And it would not shock me one bit um, if they finish ahead of the Patriots. It would not shock me. Now, well, do, do right. I think they have the talent of, of some of the, you know, the Dolphins? I think the Dolphins have a ton of talent. And right. uh, it, it could come down to who do you like better, Tua Tungabailo or Zach Wilson? Tua's stock is low. Is it lower than where where we see and where we have Wilson right now? That's a, a big question mark, obviously, when it comes to to ranking the Jets in this division. Well, let me shoot for it with the team that I think. I'm going to actually start this by repeating some things that you said. They uh -oh. have a second-year quarterback. Oh, my God. They have a rookie head coach. Don't tell um, me you're homering it up right now. I, I am homering it up, and I'm telling you that the Jacksonville Jaguars have a shot. Oh my god! To, to be the team that has a Christmas present right oh. now that they ain't gonna be able to open. And I know you think oh. I, I I didn't say the Dallas Cowboys. No, I, and let me explain oh. why. Let me give you a logical reason why. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm dead serious now. Because they're in your backyard. Nope, it has nothing to do with it. And 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 I'm gonna give you every reason why right now. Mm -hmm. and it's going to have something to do with, by the way, this absolutely helped me with your team because one, they play in the AFC South yeah, and you can argue that they have the best quarterback in the AFC South with no disrespect towards Matt Ryan, but where Matt Ryan is right now, like he can't get out of his own way. He can't move. He's a statue. And Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill. He's a great athlete, but he's always going to score. You can make an argument. I think the coaching in Jacksonville was so terrible that now you take Doug Peterson and put him in, and it's like you got Santa Claus on the sideline. And I'm dead serious about that because this is a guy that showed he could beat the Patriots in the biggest and ultimate game of the year. This is a guy who's coached in, in a city where they're going to be on you in the media and they're going to be on you fans-wise. But when you look at the team itself, they spend a lot of money in free agency. They probably still lack a number one receiver. I think they got a number two, and they got a, like three number three receivers. I think they have a good running back in James Robinson who's proved that. He's a little bit banged up, but he's coming back. Travis Etienne was a good college player who, who is explosive. They addressed the offensive line with Brandon Sheriff as well as re-signing uh cam robinson and, and cam robinson would have gotten good money on the open market had he been out there and we know that but the other thing they've done is they've addressed their defense and they've addressed their defense in a way with a lot of big strong physical talented guys and more importantly the scheme that mike caldwell is going to bring here from tampa 
I really do believe that with the Colts on their third quarterback in three years, with the Titans having failed again with Ryan Tannehill messing that up and having missed on some draft picks and some free agents in the last couple of years, and also with Houston retooling and all of that mess that's been going on, I think when you when you want to say a path and, and, and a way, sure, I think that there's a way that we could outline that the Jaguars could, you know, go four and two in the division and then maybe go, you know, six and whatever outside of the division and have a chance to win 10 games and be a, a big surprise. Tony Wiggins is buying stock in Christian Kirk and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it, it does fit in. You mentioned the path. It does fit into the team I think is going to flop this year. And we'll get to our flops after saying the Jets and the Jags could push for the playoffs in 2022. We'll get to the flops next. But first, a word from Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. And you've heard us talk about Built Bars a ton. But you got to hear about the newest one. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. You, you heard that right. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. And you're talking about delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow, and you can get it at Built.com right now. I love Built Bars because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So do your taste buds a flavor, do your health a flavor by uh, a favor by getting the flavor at built.com use promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your order whether it's the coconut brownie chunk puff or anything in between there's a flavor for you at built.com promo code lock 15. we thank you for making us your first listen here on locked on nfl make sure you make us your second listen on our other channels locked on Bengals, of course and locked on jaguars um I don't want a certain person, Brandon Olson, to see this show today because oh. look at our shirts. Look at what colors we have on. Mm-hmm. That's Gator Blue. Yep. And uh, I don't know, me and Brandon got a love-hate brother-brother relationship. That's my little brother. But he, I swear he would look at our shirts and swear that we're trying to represent the Florida Gators today. This happened. We did not call each other. We, we, you know, we aren't in some dance group, you know, like nope. you got served or something. James and I, if you're not watching on YouTube, we both have on Florida Gator color blue shirts. His is one brand and mine is another. It's just an accident, Brandon. So don't look at this and think. I'm glad I'm mentioning Brandon because we're talking about flops right now. So there you go. It's fitting. That's a segue. Wow. Well, right? speaking of flops, I mean, you're buying Jaguar stock. Maybe they can mm-hmm. bring Tim Tebow back in. A year oh, no. later and, and experiment oh, no. again uh, oh, no. with uh, one of the biggest flops we've seen in, in Jacksonville in quite some time, not named Urban Meyer. All right. So you picked the Jags to potentially surprise some people. And I get it and I understand it, uh, even though I didn't go that route. And they do have the easier path. I will say that, but, you know, mm-hmm. Jets versus Jags. Um, you got a proven coach, certainly interesting. But the division part of it, is what I'm intrigued by because to me, the number one seed in the AFC last year was who? It was the Tennessee Titans at 12 and five. Mm-hmm. They lose to the Bengals in the divisional round at home at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. And they're my, my flap this year. I just, here's the thing so, so quarterback, and he's always been that. I'm not just down on him because he threw three picks in the playoffs. I, I don't think anyone's ever thought Ryan Tannehill was this elite passer. A few years ago, I was on record saying that Mike Rabel should have been all in 
on going after Tom Brady when he was potentially available, uh, and instead they extended Ryan Tannehill. Mistake. Um, no A.J. Brown. It's a weapons league. You can say that you know Traylon Burks looks like AJ Brown, walks like Traylon, or walks like AJ Brown, uh, looks like him on film, does all those things. You can act like him all you want. Is he going to be able to fill those shoes right away? This is a win now type team. Uh, Derrick Henry is a year older, coming off of injury. Will he be the same guy? Maybe, but I just I think that this team is poised now after being really good for a while, past few years, and I think they're still solid. But I think mm-hmm. they take a step back. I think they miss the playoffs. I think that's my my flop. If there's a, a team, because it's, a, again, weapons league, unless they find a way to address it, you're banking on who exactly you're trading. Uh, you know, you traded for a guy um, coming off of a torn ACL and Robert Woods, who I like, but Robert Woods is your most proven receiver. Right. You're banking on Burks being a stud right away. I don't think he's really close to the rookie receivers that we've seen explode on the scene coming out. And just because he was a first-round pick, I don't think he's on that level yet. So to me, I think the Titans take a step back, maybe win seven games, eight games, miss the playoffs. What you just said is 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 the reason why I think the Jaguars have that path is because I do believe that they were the number one seed last year, but no one thought they were the number one team. They were the number one seed because of the division. And, you know, they really weren't pushed in their division. And now they're flopping and they're falling. This is the opportunity that I'm talking about with Jacksonville. And uh, the one that I'm going to go with, I absolutely agree with your assessment, by the way. The one that I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with history. The last time I saw a very, very talented team on the cusp hire Josh McDaniels, it fell apart. And I'm going to go with the Raiders of Las Vegas as the team that potentially could fly. Now, I think they're really, really, really talented. I also believe, you ever seen a team get behind in basketball by 30 points and then they scratch and claw their way all the way back only to tie the game up and lose because they ran out of energy? So it's hard for me to to go uh, season for season and do that. I just think there's so much repair that has to be done. And credit Rich Basaccia and that entire crew i don't even start naming all the things that happened to the raiders last year starting from training camp all the way through for them to persevere pull that thing together and and make it towards the end of the year in a tough division and and show up i think it was a brilliant job now all of those people that did that brilliant job that wear whistles are gone so now you bring in mcdaniels a coach like josh mcdaniels gonna probably come in and push probably going to come in and push buttons the way coaches do i just think a team that came off of what they came off of emotionally and the way that they within themselves lifted themselves up i think they're probably emotionally drained and don't need to be pushed by anybody especially someone new trying to teach them a whole bunch of stuff that's where i think the problem is the problem is Mm -hmm. is i don't trust him and if i just i I, i've always thought he deserved another job Mm mm-hmm but my thing is, is I witnessed him do what he did before. And I'm thinking he probably can do it again. I'm not I'm not predicting it, but I'm just telling you, if there's a team that's going to make a flop, I think it's going to be the Raiders. Wow. Wow. I Look, there's going to be a team that flops in the West. It's there a tough is. division. It's a you tough know, division, I, you're right. Because if you don't make the playoffs and you're one of those four teams, it's going to be like if I say the Chargers don't make the playoffs or the Raiders or the Broncos or the Chiefs – 
any of those teams, that's a failure. And one of those teams is guaranteed to not make it. And so, yeah, there's going to be a team that, that essentially flops for one reason or another. And I think people are going to pick the Raiders because of their history. And, and most people will agree with you. But, man, Derek Carr's steady. Mm-hmm. You have the good. best receiver in football. Yep. Darren Waller is suddenly now going to see more single coverage than he's seen in years. I, you have Hunter Renfro, who's probably the most underrated slot receiver in the NFL. I mean, dude's a freak. Mm-hmm. And so this, this offense should be really damn good with Josh McDaniels. And I think part of the reason why he left when he did uh, in New England, because he's had the opportunity. He's had the opportunity time and time and time again. The Browns wanted to hire him before Kevin Stefanski, and they didn't see eye to eye with you know McDaniels' vision. Um, he obviously the Colts debacle that happened a few years ago. I mean, it's happened where, you know, he's had opportunities. He took this Raiders job for a reason. And I don't think it's going to be nearly what it was in Denver. Now, could they still be on the outside looking in playoffs wise? Yeah, because the AFC West is just so tough and, you know, they may win six games and be a damn good team. Right. And they're just hard to beat, but you know, they, they lose a bunch of close ones or deal with some injuries, things like that. But on paper, I, I really like the Raiders. I like what they have. You're talking about a, an experienced offensive mind running the show now who is a grown-up, who has won championships. I know he's not you know, Bill Belichick, and I, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to try to be Bill now. Um, but you have that. You have a capable quarterback, and you have pieces around him. And that's really all you can ask for. Like, of course, you'd want Carr to be a little better if you could, but I, he's not Ryan Tannehill now. He's on another level. He's, this isn't, you know, the 18th best guy in the NFL. He's like the 11th best guy in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for the Raiders, that's the fourth best quarterback in the division. And so that's the part that you could sell me on. You could sell me on McDaniels. Eh, we, we have zero track record. And Derek Carr, for as talented as he is, he's still behind Russell Wilson. He's obviously behind Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. And so if you have the fourth best quarterback and unproven head coach, there's a chance you do flop. Yeah, and they've just had so much turnover and turnaround when it comes to their personnel. Uh, add in that there's going to be some new pieces, some good pieces. Chandler Jones, obviously, on um, on the other side of Max Crosby. Yeah. All of yes. that stuff All of that stuff is good. But we've seen a team in that division on paper have great players. No more than the Chargers. The Chargers got some all-pro level guys on their team with Bosa and Derwin James and and, you know, Keenan Allen, when he was playing and, and whenever Eculus had and of course, the quarterback, they have it too. And for some mm-hmm. reason, they just haven't been able to get over the hump, even though I think we can't necessarily call them a flop because they didn't make the playoffs last year. So it's going to be somebody in that AFC West. So I'm just choosing the Raiders based on history with uh, Josh McDaniels, having shown me he could do that when he changes locations. Up next, former offensive rookie of the year, once back in the NFL. All right, Tony, I'm not sure if you saw this, but uh, not only is he a former offensive rookie of the year, he's the former number two overall pick. Robert Griffin III told CBS 10 KWTX, I'm ready to go right now. I train every day. I throw. I work out. I know what it takes to get my body ready, and I'm doing those things. Yes, it's a little bit tougher when you're flying around doing stuff for TV, but when you want something, you make it work. So if I get that call this year, next year, or five years from now, I will be ready to play. Griffin did run 
a sub four five 40 yard dash uh, during the the combine, uh, you know, with the Rich Eisen stuff, yeah. he, he ran the 40 and ran a sub four five, which means he's still flying when it comes to that straight line speed, which we, we saw when he did have that success. Do you think RG3 finds his way back in the NFL or do you think he's done? I think he's done, but I think he could find his way back in the league. That's not, yeah, and it's almost like I didn't answer. I think he's done because I think when you're committed to so much other stuff, the quarterback position, it's not like they're going to bring him back a tight end or wide receiver. So when you're committed to so much other stuff and you weren't that great in the beginning, it's hard to really imagine a team just breaking the neck to pull you in when year after year there are guys that they have in development and guys they have on practice squads and all of that stuff. But let me tell you something. I think he could definitely be a real good backup in the league. There's something about just getting older, just hang around long enough and get older and just be there. If you're there long enough, eventually you, you, there will be value for you because you understand the ins and outs and how to to move in the organization and, and how to go about your business, especially for a team with a young quarterback and then with the way that the game is played these days. Robert Griffith was not a scrub. He just didn't live up to his early hype in Washington. And by the way, did you ever think that we'd be thinking at this point with him and Andrew Luck that we'd be having this discussion about one of them maybe getting back to the league and the other one who has been gone for a while? But the thing for me is I, I think he would if he was just committed to this and not – not well, you can argue whether he's good at TV or not, but he's viable and he has a job. But the thing is, is I think he would be good for a veteran team who if you lose your guy for two or three weeks, you don't have to turn the ball over to a rookie. You you can turn it over to a guy who who teams actually have to respect to us, uh, with a certain uh, amount of respect. So do I think he could? Yes. Do I think he will? No. couple things. First one, when you're going to be a backup, you have to be a backup and you can't be in the headlines. NFL mm-hmm. coaches just don't want to deal with it. It just, no, that's it, period. Mm-hmm. And so even making these comments as innocent and harmless as they are, I don't think it helps things. Right. I, I don't think coaches need to see, oh, RG3 runs back in the league. I don't think that ever works, right? You're going to see it again this year when a wide receivers uh, on a certain team go down. Tio's going to be like, man, I'm ready to go at 47. You know, that, that never works, right? How many times have you seen that story over the past decade? A ton. And that's kind of what it feels like here from RG3. Uh, could he do it? Is he capable of doing it? Absolutely. Josh Johnson is currently in the NFL. He's played for 15 teams. He's 36 years old. He runs a 4-4. Uh, you know why he continues to uh, get on rosters? He's currently on the Broncos roster, played for the Ravens and Jets last year. It's not because he's more talented than RG3. It's mm-hmm. because he's a veteran, a grown-up. You know what you're going to get, mm-hmm. and he's going to go under the radar. He's just going to be this steady backup. If you need him to play, he's going to be ready and he's going to be a pro about it. And that's the part, like the workout videos, all that stuff. I That doesn't necessarily – like have your agent do that, Robert. And, and okay. so that's that's the part. It's, you're right. He's doing all this media stuff. He's in the headlines. Some – it matters. But he, here's the part. Last time I saw Robert Griffin III, he didn't look as fast as he is on right. the football field. Right. He looked nervous. It, it, it's, you know, towards the end, like when he played for Cleveland, um, and then even after that, I was like, oh, well, maybe that's Cleveland. You were close to that, the injury. But even when he got in for the Ravens, he wasn't 
that explosive dynamic athlete that we remember seeing. So even though he can do it on the track, does he still have that left? Yeah, man. And, and, and I, that's I'm the with part. You. I'm with you. The, the best things he did was run and throw deep balls. Mm -hmm. Fake, and and you so know, if he's not running, if and, he's scared and, to run or doesn't want to run the way he, he can, do you want to, do you want that? And so I, I kind of think this is it for him. I really do. And it doesn't mean he's not great. And that's fine. He's not going to have right. a six pack forever, but right. And, and that's fine. You know, it's okay to, to have had the career that he had and, um, and to be where he is right now. The, the, the thing, the thing with me is Chase Daniel still has a job and a very well-paying job. And, and for the yeah. life of me, I don't understand it, but Maybe that's what they're looking at. Maybe they're saying it doesn't have to be boom or bust. It could be, okay, boom, or I fall back and take another role, and, and the, the, the humble football gods have slapped me in the face a little bit, so now I'm willing to do this forever. And even with that, though, when you're willing to do that forever, that's the guy that has been constantly doing that and not doing all of these other things and taking advantage of other opportunities. And unfortunately – I might be wrong about that, but it seems like to me the guy that's taking advantage of those opportunities, I, if I'm a leader, I'll probably be like, oh, man, that dude making money doing that. He don't want to do this. He don't want this grind. You know, because we're going to pay him about the same thing he's making over there, if not less. Uh, he don't want this. Because if he wanted this, he'd be somewhere throwing footballs against a barn somewhere. Because I think that's what backup quarterbacks do. Like right now, Gardner Minshew is somewhere in somebody's facility working. That's what mm -hmm. backup quarterbacks do. And right now, Robert's just kind of having fun with it. And you don't want your team to look like it's like some vacation stop on this, this fantasy trip of my life is so great. And I, that's what it would feel like if you took a guy out of the booth. To me, that's what it felt like when Urban took Tebow back in here. It's like, why? Why? Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I, I agree. And I think that's kind of where it is you know keep trading robert you never know um and i don't think it necessarily hurts a ton that he made these comments but i, I don't think it helps no and if it doesn't help it might hurt yep. so what we'll see if rg3 gets back in the league thank you so much for making locked on nfl your first listen make sure you subscribe on youtube and follow wherever you get your podcast including itunes google play and stitcher he is tony wiggins I'm James Rapine. Well, this is fun, man. Knocked out it a is. Wednesday show. I know we'll, it. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, but stay tuned here for more Locked On NFL all throughout the week with training camp just a few weeks away. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On NFL.